0: Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and personal financial specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey, everybody. We're back here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts for the second half of the prior podcast uh, when we were talking about important financial debates, conversations, where do people stand, where where does Phil stand, you know, all that good kind of stuff. We were doing kind of a top 10 count. Top 10, yeah. yeah. We broke it into two. Uh, so we did the first five, now we're going to do the second five. And, of course, Phil, uh, we're into the middle of June now. So, hey, it's yes. fully it's hot. Warm.
1: That's right. That's right. A little hotter your way, but, yeah, yeah it's, a it's getting warm.
0: Yeah, that's okay. I hope everybody's having a good uh, – I get you know, summer's rolling. Good it. summer, uh, yeah. I You know, it's always funny. It's like summer's not till what, the end of June officially. I know.
1: that's always cracked me up. So it's – And
0: well, especially because it yeah. seems
1: like, at least in Michigan, the, the seasons have – moved or i mean summer happens earlier and it ends yeah. earlier it's just weird so it's
0: almost like retirement age right that's You're right like, <laughs> we're living longer but the numbers don't change right that's it's right still, you know, hey, nice, nice so. segue i like that <laughs> like that yeah uh but seasons do seem to be like that right it's yeah, like yeah. You, think, you think man is it you know then again, then you stop thinking about it. You think, has it always been that way? Why did yeah, we? I mean, it's just because well, we always
1: have this recency bias, right? We're always yeah. thinking just in the last five years. But if you look back, has it always been that way? It's just, it just feels that way I- now or.
0: I think they picked those. You can let us know, folks, if we're wrong. I think they picked those. What based on like the the older lunar calendar and summer right, solstice, right. like that. Kind of. uh, and yeah, I definitely think that the uh, you know stuff has shifted a little bit. Things have shifted. Yeah, it feels like to me. Like even when I used to live in Indiana, which you know Midwest versus in the South, it was always hot in June too. So yeah, yeah, it feels like summer should have really been more like. Memorial Day. I don't know why we just didn't make it Memorial Day. But anyway, uh, I digress. Let's like, into- like many things, that just make way too much sense. So yeah, right. do that? <laughs> it's like the 59 and a half and that old 70. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Go, why does this ex- just make things easy? You know, I, I remember we're, we're getting all crazy here, folks. But I remember growing up in Indiana, as I mentioned, we used to, for the, where we live, the time change didn't exist. Oh, okay. Oh, you're the, the fortunate never- ones, yeah. Yeah, where you never changed uh daylight savings time. daylight savings yep. and it was like this is why this is just easy like why do yes. we not you know and i, I know it throws the- your body
1: yeah. off it takes forever to get back on sin right. it's just that's a mess
0: and i know congress has floated the idea of, mm-hmm. of eliminating that and making it yep. the, making daylight savings time the permanent time the permanent yeah yeah a little kid standing outside and pitch black are like no <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing waiting for the school bus they're not happy about that that idea all right anyway let's jump back in folks to the uh, the, the other parts, the other five here that we have on the, uh, the conversation. So, well, we, we went through, you know, paying off the house, you know, mm-hmm. And we went through bonds. We went through uh, insurance needs, annuities, fee-based versus broker-based. And, of course, if you did not check that out, just go check out the past episode. You don't have to listen to that to listen to this one. But, you know, you get the other five. uh, Definitely consider going and doing that as well. So let's go ahead to number six here, and that will be uh, the lower tax bracket conversation, Phil. We're in a lower tax bracket once we get to retirement age. uh, You know, so it's best to defer those taxes. This is the traditionalism, right? Uh, And just pay them later on. This is what we've been taught. This is what we've done for 50 years.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I I think for those that um, are probably listening to this podcast, those that have saved for retirement well, Mm -hmm. you know, planned, have accumulated some assets, they might even have a pension, you know, they, they might've had a higher income, so they've got higher social security. For that individual, I don't think that's reality. In fact, I I can just say from experience. Let's put it this way. Okay. All right. I I would say, for sure, eighty percent. It might even be higher than
0: that. Are not of the
1: clients that I work with are not
0: in a lower tax bracket. In
1: a lower tax bracket when they retire. You know, once you count. Okay, we've done some planning and we figured out the right strategy for social security. You know, let's say they might even have a pension Mm -hmm. and they've saved. So once you build up all those together and you figure, okay, here's those income streams. Now we add in a required distribution. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes that combined income is equal, maybe even greater than Mm -hmm. what they were when they were working which is a great thing. I mean, from a retirement standpoint, right. that's awesome. Right. From a tax standpoint, that's terrible.
0: Yeah. And as a CPA, you know? right? I mean, you, that's, you're looking it through that lens and as well as a personal financial specialist. But yep. again, we've been taught this to our age, to mm-hmm. our age, Phil, as well as the age of a lot of your clients. This is what we've been told for 40 years, yet it's just really not, well, you said 80% not
1: right case. i mean at least the experience of the clients i work with now there right. are there are occasions and few There are, occasions. There are you but know they, that they, rule they, of thumb that doesn't stick right, right. again you, you can't use the rule of thumb and yeah. i mean it's funny you mentioned cpas because and i'll go back to my own personal experience i mean i'm i'm a right. cpa i'm a financial advisor i started as a cpa and i can tell you back when i was just a cpa and well into being a financial advisor i'm a cpa I never believed in this whole concept of planning and, you know, Roth conversions and all that thing. Yeah. Why, you know, first of all, right. you can't think down the road that long. I mean, CPAs generally, they, I always say they got the blinders on, right. The, yeah. the world they live in is last year, this year and next. That's the only things they're always looking at. Like right? the
0: horses in the horse race.
1: Right. I mean, that's just what they do all the time. And how do you judge if your CPA did a good job this year? Well, what didn't, oh, you know, I, I had to pay taxes. That's terrible. You know. Yeah. So, how do they help prevent that? Well, oh, you put more on the 401k. I mean, you know, they're always looking at this year. They're not looking at, well, when you retire 10, 15, 20 years down the road, what does that look like? It's just not how they're trained and what they do. So, nothing against CPAs. I get it. I was there. It's, it's just the, the world that they were in and how their focus was, right? Yeah. My focus, I'm still a CPA, but my focus has now been changed where I'm looking at a broad focus. I'm not looking at just today. In fact, I'm a lot of times the clients I'm working with, we're paying a lot of taxes right now, mm. you know, way more than what they even paid in retirement because we're doing conversions. We're repositioning assets because we're trying to prepare and plan for longer term in retirement.
0: Oh yeah. So, what the- so it's, it's parking- perspective. Yeah, yeah, Right. So yeah.
1: It, it's, there's, again, it comes down to, you mentioned rules of thumb, you know, You've got to have perspective. Is the first thing. Can't for taxes. Never look at today because you're going to get the wrong answer. You're going to get the answer for today, but if you want the long term picture on taxes, you've got to look at a bigger perspective and how does it affect you long term versus where is it at today?
0: You know, I wonder if this type of uh, rule of thumb, this type of lower tax bracket conversation, was also uh, salary based you know, maybe once upon a time, it was like you fell into a, a, you know what I mean? Because obviously wages have gone up a lot in the last 30 years, let's say, you know? So I, I wonder if, if that well, has think, I wait. think
1: it's that, I think it's, I mean, mortgages, it used to be. So, I mean, back in the day, right. I mean, you, how many times did you buy and sell a house? Not many, right. You know, you stayed in a yeah. house forever and it, the mortgage yeah. was paid off. It wasn't even a discussion. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. how many times yeah. do you buy and sell a house today? I mean, yeah, what, five years, that's kind of average people stay in a house, you know, yeah. they're, they're always moving.
0: And, and for you our, know, so our demographic that you right. mentioned, how much did you pay? You know, well, okay. So you and I are close to the same age, but, uh, you know, somebody who's, you know, 70, you know, they think about the, the price of a brand new truck and the price of their first house.
1: Exactly. Yeah. today like the, 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 the new truck is about the same as that first, yeah, it's but that. Crazy. Yeah. But that
0: truck 35 years ago was, you know, six, You know when you see stories like that, it's like we're yeah. both car guys and it's like, oh man, could you imagine, you know, imagine buying a, you know, a, a side, you know, a, a a C10, you know, 1960 or 1969 C10 or something like that, you know, for, for $4,200 brand new, yeah. you know, yeah. and now it's, you know, 70 grand for a brand new truck, fully loaded, you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's, it's all about perspective.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. And the same thing with the the tax brackets, right? So. Right.
1: Yeah. You have to, have to look at it, the perspective. Yeah.
0: I I wasn't expecting you to say that. That's pretty. Yeah. It's, it's,
1: and again, I mean, I work typically with those that have done well saving, right. Sure. Yeah. You know, so, but they're, they're trying to figure out all these pieces and the tax is the one piece that they've really never thought of. They've always been down this road, you know, running, saving as much as they can in the the 401k. (laughs) deferring and and done the same thing forever, which is great. They're, they're in a very good financial position, but the tax scenario is there's a lot of room for planning and opportunity.
0: Well, we did what we were taught. Right. uh, And if you did that, fantastic. But yeah, now you got to pay the piper. Uh, yep. you know, Sam has been waiting and that's where some now tax efficiencies and strategies come into play, which, you know, again, working with someone like yourself can, can, be, can be beneficial.
1: Well, and I, I hear all the time when I'm working with these clients, it's like, I would, you know, somebody should have told me this before. I wish I would have known. I would have changed right. how I was doing things, you know? So to, if we have younger viewers on this, you know, listening in, Hey, don't get caught in that trap. Yeah. Learn from the generation that preceded you and, and. You know, hear some of them. Yeah, which exactly. Crazy crazy talk. Listen to your parents. Crazy talk. talk. But sometimes your parents are right. I think you realize that once you start having kids. I know, right? Like, (laughs) you
0: know, even if you don't want to, if you're one of those people that's like, I'm never going to admit my parents were right, if for no other reason, just because of your parents, if for no other reason, it's just because they've lived life a little, right? right? A little bit
1: of experience. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Perspective. We we now have the shoulda, coulda, woulda. So we're <laughs> telling you before you get the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I tell my daughter that all the time. and She's like, yeah, bad, bad. I'm like, yeah, whatever, I'm, dad. I'm doing fine now. And I'm like, yeah, you're doing fine, but you could be doing better later. You can do so, so can much better. Shoulda, yeah. You know,
1: yeah. A little bit too much. little maybe. change. A
0: little change. Love you, dear. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's go to number seven here, Phil. Uh, on the total list, you should never use credit cards. Now, I'm waiting to see your I'm curious about this. As a CPA and as a as a tech as a um uh, financial specialist, you know, credit cards they're, they're they're not really our friend, but do they have uses?
1: I only use credit cards. I mean okay. I love them.
0: But there you go. You know?
1: And there's so there's pros and cons, right? How so do you the, use it? No, the reason I use it and love it is number one, I don't have to worry about you know carrying cash around and dealing with it. Um from a, a protection standpoint, it's easy, especially if you buy things online, because, sure. you know, if your credit card gets compromised and somebody charges something on it, hey, just call the credit card com- com- yep. company and say, you know, I don't recognize this charge and they'll dispute it and figure it out. Right. You don't yeah. have to worry about it. Where if it was a debit card, well, that money's out of your bank. And then, yeah, tell your bank that, well, then they're going to fight with it. And it might be a month before you get the money back.
0: And then you don't have the debit card and they got to reissue it. And... Yeah. So it, it's a whole nightmare. So, so for Bill, that, you're talking about um, a tool. And how yes, it.
1: right and and I love it because it's I very traceable right. I mean I know exactly at the end of the month here's where everything went, mm-hmm. you know. And I use cards to give me points. I mean we get a lot of points. Yeah. I love it, you know. Miles. Yeah. But the whole key is I pay it off every month.
0: And and, and that is and knowing and that's the key. That is the key, and that's that knowing you. Yes. You've got to be comfortable with yourself because you know who you are. If you know that credit cards are a bad temptation for you, yes. then yes, then maybe never using a credit card is a good strategy for you. But uh, to your point, I think based on those things you illustrated, it is a another really useful tool. Yes. And the credit card company, they're playing this game a little bit. Like oh, if yeah. you're smart if you're smart like that like you're doing, okay, fine. They're not really going to make a lot off of Phil. But if you know the person, yeah, they don't make next,
1: anything off of me. I never pay them interest. Right. So but if the person, next, I'm their worst nightmare.
0: <laughs> and they're playing that same game that insurance companies play. They're they're running. They're basing the yes. statistics, the numbers. Yes. That there's a lot more uh, X person who spends and doesn't pay it and right, runs right. up a huge debt than there are fills.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly. So they're in and this is something I. I mean, I even deal with with my own kids and, and walking them through this experience is, you know because they're always talking about oh yeah well, this credit card does this and this you know all these benefits 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 and that's right. that's great but it's got to get paid off. Got off. Just make sure you pay it off. So whatever that works for you. I mean, if if you know if maybe the beauty of American
0: Express, right?
1: Right. Yeah. if it's if it's as simple as you know you make a payment every single week at the end of the week, you know you pay off from your bank what was charged that week. So it's gone. I mean, it's no different than a debit card then, but now you're getting the benefits, you know, whatever it takes for you to make sure that happens, just yeah. do it. Yeah. But yeah, to your point at the end of the day, credit card companies are making money at this. They couldn't afford to, to give oh, me yeah. 2% back on everything, you know, and, and not make it not work. they're I mean, making they're a very lot profitable.
0: of somebody. Yeah. A lot I, mean, of
1: I, I always yeah. joke with, it's about, you know, casino, as you walk into a, a casino, a, yeah. Oh, yeah. look at the casino, Just stop and look around and you tell me who's winning. I don't care what you think, and you're gorgeous
0: and immaculate. Who's winning this game? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're hands down. I mean, they can build the facilities they have and staff it with what they have for nothing, right? So they're winning more than they're losing. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a a numbers game. It's a numbers
0: game. Yeah. Yeah. Playing the percentages and it's a numbers game. But I think that's interesting, though. Like, if you know, folks, if you're listening to this and you're watching this, Mm -hmm. You know, you've got a, a a financial advisor saying, I love credit cards, right? There's the headline, right? Yep. So all of a sudden in today's world, you take that and you go, financial advisor says, I love credit cards. And then 200 people go, well, because this financial advisor said it, I love credit cards, too. You know, and, and so just like anything. Take it for what it is for you. Take the information okay. and say, okay, if I can do the same kind of things that Phil's talking about, then it maybe is a useful tool for me. Mm-hmm. But if I know that I'm a spin-happy fool, if I get this thing on me, then let's not do that, right? So, right.
1: Or make sure your limit's at a level where you can't get yourself in you can do or whatever it, right. it is. I mean, it's, you That's know. That's what I do. I, I understand have...
0: the pros and cons and how yeah.
1: it works. and. Yeah. Put limitations if you need it so you better understand how yeah. this works and you don't get yourself in trouble.
0: That's right. So a lot of us do a lot of streaming things or recurring <laughs> charges. Yes. I, have little, I have a little credit card that has a pretty low limit. And that's all I use it for is to your point, Phil, is the is the online purchases uh, and the little streaming reoccurring charges or whatever, so that it all goes to one spot. And I know exactly what's going on. And it's easy to drop, replace, whatever the case is. And it can't get me in too much trouble because I keep the limit.
1: Lower limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is one of the downsides to credit cards, though, is you have to look through that bill, because to your point with all these different. Everything's today is a service, right? It's a monthly fee. It's not a. One time buy, you know, so just watch what's going on because it's like, oh, I forgot
0: I got that. I gotta you don't use that anymore. I
1: need to get rid of That's this, right. and this, yeah. and this and this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we did an episode a while back on that, like on, on how to go through and look for some of that stuff because, yeah, you know, you've got like, when did I have 12 services that I don't use? You know, yeah. And yep. I know there's apps out there that'll do that for you too, but just, you know, be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, where are we at? Number eight. Number eight. It's better to buy mutual funds. Or ETFs instead of individual stocks.
1: Okay. So, similar to the discussion we had uh, last time with bonds, right? So, pros and cons, um, individual stocks, uh, let's start there. The advantage to that is, I mean, you're buying a company. So, if you love whatever the company is, Apple, I mean, it's, you know, everyone loves Apple, right? So, if it's uh, Apple, nope. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if it's that, I mean, whatever that company is, then that's what you want, then you have to buy the stock. Yeah. The, the downside to it is a couple of things. Number one, limited exposure, right? If yeah. it does really good, you do really good. If it does really bad, you do really bad. Right? And, and the thing to remember with stocks is the stock value in the, I want to say the real value of the company have nothing to do with each other. General, okay. I mean, they're, they're yeah. not directly tied, right? Because you can have a company that is really sound financially and things are going good, but they're out of favor and their stock value doesn't represent that. <clears throat> Very often there's disconnects. I mean, that's
0: a, that's a monopoly term. I learned that monopoly, folks, they're out of favor. Yeah. So stock is out of favor, right? In
1: our neck of the woods, Ford is a great example. I mean, when we bet, went back through 2008 and the financial crisis back then, they were a strong financial company. They didn't declare bankruptcy, all these right, other things, yeah. but their stock got hammered, you know, and it's been way out of favor for years, but they've been, from a financial standpoint, a Are strong to, company. Just, yeah. So it's one of those, there's just a disconnect, right? The, the markets yeah. don't like them.
0: It's almost like so a popularity it, contest. Sometimes. It is,
1: it's, it's hilarious to me, it's, yeah. it's, you know, but anyways, it's just, <laughs> understand that if you're looking at individual companies, that's where you, you want to go that direction is I like X. I want to buy a net. You know, the other downside to stock is you've got to just realize <clears throat> you can't buy fractions, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, Amazon, you know, what's it trading at? 2000 plus per share, you know, or, or Berkshire. I mean, what is it? You know, right, I yeah. forget what it is, you know, so
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can't buy fractional shares. So you have to have, depending on the size of the investment you're making, if you want a diversified portfolio more than one stock. If, if sometimes it sometimes becomes difficult if you're investing in, in, in individual stocks because the price is so high.
0: Now, is that where what well, we can't because fractional shares you can do though inside something like
1: well,
0: uh, ETF the, or mutual fund? Or, or
1: well, yeah. So in an ETF or a mutual fund, you're not buying fractional shares of, of these individual companies, you're buying a pool of the investment. So okay, ETFs, yeah, right? And mutual I thought you could do some is, fractional
0: stuff, but I guess not. Okay.
1: Well, in mutual funds and ETFs, you can't.
0: Okay. It's kind of
1: goofy. Yeah, I got you. So those you can do fractional. ETFs, you can't because it's um, traded just like a stock. Mutual funds, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. But if you can get a broader exposure to many underlying companies inside an ETF or a mutual fund. Right. Right. Because with a smaller investment. Yeah. General rule is a mutual
0: fund because we've got the pool or whatever it is. Right.
1: So it just comes down to what you're trying to accomplish. I mean, if you love whatever XYZ company and you want to invest in that company, then buy that stock. No well, downsides, ups, and you know you're going to have a lot of volatility. You're going to get rewarded well if the company's in favor, and, and lose if it's not.
0: You but know, isn't but that if you the want same
1: exposure?
0: Right. But isn't that the same as a mutual fund? Like a lot of times. So if we have a mutual fund, that's a Whatever particular type it might be, which is, I think, where some people's disconnect in, in diversification comes into play, is they go, Well, I've got six mutual funds, uh, so I'm diversified because I don't want to be in an individual stock where it's high or it's low. I'm suffering, you know, either way. I want to be in a mutual fund where I've got this pool of stuff because that way I'll stay diversified. Unfortunately, they tend to always be not always, but they're always they seem to be a lot of times large cap, for example. So if all large caps taking a beating, well, that doesn't matter if you're in a mutual fund because they're all taking a beating.
1: Well, yeah, so it depends. I mean, mutual fund, again, we're talking broad term, right? I mean, okay. you can have a bond mutual fund. You can have a large cap gro- you know, growth mutual fund. Right. right? Depending on the side. You can have a balanced fund, which is both. OK. Kind of built right. into that. So it depends on what kind of a fund you're in. But yeah, I mean, to your point is if you're in six different large cap growth mutual funds. We
0: tend to see the large caps, though, I think.
1: You're not it, diversified. No. Right? Because you're if you look inside each one of those funds, they're going to all own the same thing, yeah. basically. you know. So you don't have a lot of diversification there because underlying investments are oh. about the same.
0: So. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good point. Because yes, there's a lot of different mutual funds out there. I guess maybe I didn't do a good way of articulating that. When, when advisors tend to see people the first time for that evaluation, mm-hmm. they tend to be in large caps only. They tend right. to be the same kind of thing. Yeah, there's a ton of mutual funds out there, but I think we don't do a good job or we're not told or whatever the case is in getting in them. For example, like a target yes. date fund or whatever. We tend to be in the same things and that's when you're going through your analysis process, you're like, hey, right. you got a lot of the same stuff.
1: Yeah, and in, in, to your point, yeah, just having X amount of mutual funds isn't gonna give you diversification. It depends on which, what those funds are. You have to kind of look through the fund. Okay to see the underlying investment, you know, and just having six different mutual funds from different fund families, that doesn't give you diversification. Or you know? six Again, different comes,
0: brokerage firms either, right? Right, I- it
1: comes down to understanding what's the underlying investment. You know, in this case, we're talking the, the advantage to the mutual fund or the ETF is, you get a broader exposure, right? Mm-hmm. Hundreds yeah. of companies for a smaller investment or even the same investment, but just a broader exposure. Right, you know, now you give up. There's a lot of pros and cons, right? The the mutual fund, and I'm not a fan of funds. Mutual funds, re, and let me rephrase, retail mutual funds. <laughs> okay, just because of the the inflow and outflow all the time, right? And, and you don't that manager and fees doesn't in that right? Well, there's fees built in you never see, yeah, right. right? And they don't have to disclose. It's funny that the expense ratio isn't the only fee. That's just what they have to tell you. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of other fees built in that fund that, that you don't know are there. And the, the manager is always getting their hand is getting forced because of this inflow and outflow that happens all the time. So we're running through markets now, they're down, people are panicking, they're jumping out of mutual funds, you know, and that manager is forced to sell some of the underlying investments to make a redemption.
0: Okay. Because yeah. this
1: this advisor wanted out or this investor wanted out, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But if you're the investor that said, I understand markets and the ups and downs, I'm going to ride through it. Well, you're going to end up effectively inside that fund, being forced to buy and sell shares at the wrong time
0: mm-hmm. because
1: this investor wanted out. It's a pool, right? Yeah. Everyone's in the same pool, so yeah. when everyone, when somebody does something in the pool, it affects everyone. <laughs> you know, so this person, <laughs> this person jumps out, that affects everyone in that pool, not just the person you know that's invested long term.
0: So yeah, that's hilarious. That's a great way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, so that's where an ETF might be a better option because you don't have that effect in an ETF. Okay. But but with ETFs, typically, there's not the the, uh, management as much. I mean, it's more of a fixed.
0: Yeah, pros and cons to everything. But I I really appreciate sometimes getting a little further Mm -hmm. into it than the higher level stuff, because we get inundated with so much higher level stuff that maybe that's all somebody can handle. But, you know, learning a bit more of the nuance to like that with yeah. the mutual fund that you just explained can go a long way for people to understand why maybe it's not the best fit for them. Cause we it's, again, it's a traditional thing. Yeah. Me mutual funds. Cause I know that's, that's the easy thing to do. And that's right. great. And, and
1: makes- so one quick point on mutual funds too, that is becoming real relevant. Now you're probably going to see it even more so this year where 2020 it was down and then back up. So you didn't see a decrease in your value maybe of your fund
0: mm. Okay. And you
1: had capital gain distribution. So you might think, oh, that's okay. If this year, if we don't recover by the end of the year, let's say the market's still down, mm-hmm. you're going to have some capital gain distributions. So you're going to have some taxable income, even though your value's down.
0: Ah, that's yeah. just
1: structurally how that mutual fund works. That's one of the big downsides to it. And yeah, way more of a discussion than what we can get in on the podcast. And it's easier if I can draw it out. I, I do this in my class all the time, yeah. but it's something that I think people a lot of times get, frustrated with it's like how in the world did I, I didn't you know make all this yeah. money in this fund well distribution. you know what maybe, I should, have you, distribution.
0: maybe <laughs> I should have you draw it all out and we'll do a podcast just on that yeah and pop up the visual aids there uh all right so yeah good stuff down in the weeds for sure a little bit but again yep. that's kind of the point of checking out podcasts and various different things sometimes you know we try to k- keep it high level for broad viewers but at the same time Sometimes people really want to get further into it. And of course, if you do have some questions about what Phil was talking about and getting further down into the, you know that diagram or fig- understanding some of the more of the things about the mutual funds, definitely reach out to him. Go by the website philstaxhacks.com and uh, reach out to him that way. Uh, let's, let's knock out these final two here, Phil. Sure. We've got number nine. You should start your social security as early as possible to get your money out of the system because dang it, it's going broke.
1: Yeah, again, headlines, right? So we're, we're always relying on headlines, and and unfortunately, walking down that path, you're probably going to get the wrong decision. Now, let's you know address the issue right up front. Yeah, there's problems with Social Security. Absolutely,
0: there's problems. Yeah,
1: you know, and there's things they need to do to fix it. But there's enough they can do to fix it that personally, I don't think those that are in their 60s, 62, even let's say you're eligible right now or beyond, 55, but yeah, I don't think you're going to see a, a structural change in your benefit because there's enough they can do in how the system works, changing the benefits for everyone younger than that yeah, to really fix it. You know, so don't make a harsh decision just because I've heard it's going broke because yeah. I mean, it, it it's not going broke. What's happening is the trust fund is being spent down, which Social Security was designed as a pay-as-you-go system. Current workers paying in are funding the benefits being collected. It's always designed that way. Yep. Up until recently, though, we've had more workers paying in than collecting, so it's built a trust fund. So now we're starting to spend that down, but still, like seventy-five to eighty percent of the benefits are coming from current workers paying in. You know, and so of course
0: we've had worker issues and we've had all the yes, and
1: there, there's yeah, exactly. There's exactly. been issues recently with it that exasperated it, but. Understand the pros and cons, run the math, and then again, it's going to come down to comfort. But don't just go off a headline. Right. You know, yeah. trust funds running out by twenty thirty or whatever it is the late thirty five or whatever the them. latest number is now. Yeah. Oh, I got to get it before it goes broke. You know, because when you file for Social Security, you're locked in for life. So you yeah. could be making a wrong decision that and has you some long term. One effects. little mulligan. You get, you get one mulligan. Yeah. As yeah. long as you catch it within twelve months, you can fix it. But if you missed it. Yep. There's one other strategy that's too deep for what we're talking about today, but yeah, yeah, don't make the wrong decision based on a headline or my uncle Joe told me, you know, yeah, or I heard right. my, my barber, I was listening to, I was at the barbershop this although, weekend and all these guys. The uncle
0: are, Joe thing is really hilarious. You know, uncle Joe, you know, uh, says that we need to do this, that, or the other. It's like, yeah. Okay. Um, but you know what? There's when it comes to that. Yeah. I think we're in a situation where we're going to see some changes for sure, but we have, we, we've got to have a, no politician really wants to be the one to stand up there and go, I've killed social <laughs> security. Right. So I don't think it's going anywhere. Anytime like we said soon.
1: It's, it's the hot potato, right? No one wants to touch it. Whoever touches is going to be blamed for everything that's ever been wrong with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: somebody at some point is going to have to fix it and yeah. they will, and I mean, they it's, will. it's going to come to a point where they're they going may to wait until it. the
0: absolute dumpster fire is raging, but
1: right. Yeah. You know, but yeah. So at some point it's going to get fixed there, but on the flip side, understand the pros. I mean, there's a lot of huge advantages of Social Security. It's guaranteed for life. Yeah. Has a cost of living adjustment. I mean, very few f- items do. Most pensions don't. You know, and I mean, this year was 5.9% in 2022.
0: But yeah. it's still next cracking year, but like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, what's who knows? We're I mean, they're be, talking
1: yeah. about eight, yeah. you know, potentially, but look what inflation's been, you know, and yeah. it goes a long way to help meet inflation, it's never going to equal inflation. Right, exactly.
0: But, that's a great point. So. Well, let's finish off with number 10, Phil, and that's the whole DIY thing. Sure. Um, you know, we, we kind of finished off the first five with the, you know, the difference with the feed-based and the brokers. Uh, to me, the DIY versus, it, a lot of times the conversation goes, why pay somebody to do this? Mm-hmm. I can just do it myself, right? Uh, the whole financial thing, right? Right. I, I've built this money myself. I don't need them for the other part of it. I don't need you kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say there's some, just like a lot of rules of thumb, there's some validity there. And in the last 12 and a half, 13 years, the market's made it kind of easy to go DIY in and you feel pretty good about yourself. And I'm a bit of a genius, but the distribution, Phil, and and you just touched on some really interesting stuff in the weeds of mutual Mm -hmm. funds that most of us don't know. I imagine... Every single thing that could affect us as a retiree has some serious weeds in there that could be manipulated more if you knew what you were doing. Which is why you would turn to a professional like yourself, in my opinion.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, it in today's day and age of the internet and YouTube and TikTok and all the other things out there, and I mean, there's a lot of information, right? A lot of cool stuff for, yeah. for DIYers. I mean, it's great. I mean, if you don't know how to do something, look it up on YouTube and you know, fix this or that. I mean, there's a lot of great information, a lot of investment advice out there. Sure. Yeah. But again, you know, if you're getting investment advice from YouTube, be careful because what's the qualification of that individual? As and do they really they have, have any skin in the yeah. game, right? Do they have any, you know, any any yeah. relationship and, you know, an interest in, in your behalf, right? Do they, are they looking out for your best interest? Probably not. And, Absolutely and you, not. Because they're, they're, they're not your client.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: so but there's a lot of moving parts, right? There's saving for retirement is relatively easy, right? I mean, number one, if it's a 401k, there's limited options. You, you don't have many options, right? Here's what I got. You know, it's it's generally just saving as much as you can. You know, when you get into distribution, the whole game changes because now you've got security options, you've got pension options, the whole tax side of the equation, you know, looking at how the markets and, and volatility and sequence of returns affects money as I'm taking distributions. How do yeah. I structure that? You know, if you're using the same investment strategy that you use to get to retirement versus now say or you distri- know distributions in retirement, yeah, probably isn't going to work. Yep. May have worked if you retired back in you know, 2012 and 13, and now you've ran it up and, you know, that was You're your right. early retirement. You're thinking, yeah. oh, this, how hard is this? This is easy. You know, draw. Yeah. I've got more today than what I had when I started. Yeah, I've been if, spending, I was thinking
0: about that you know? the other day. If you were, if you were lucky, my brother was so good too. He's like, man, I wish I would have been able <clears> to retire in 2012. He's like, I'd feel a lot better. He's sixty-three. He's like right now. If he's like, if I retire the next year, or so I'm not retiring in a good time frame. I was like, possibly not. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I did. Depends. If you're prepared, right? But, so when we're right, looking at, costs, we're always we're always yeah. looking
1: long term, and we bucketize money. So this is going to markets do this they have volatility they're going to go through corrections it's just what they feel yeah,
0: you but you have that experience right a Correct. DIYer might not right again they Correct. look at it and go to your point oh i just oh man if i could have retired between 2012 and 2019 that's like the sweet spot, you know, right. Right. You can't control that factor. And what, based on your age, I mean, if you're retiring, you're going to retire. So
1: that's right. It is what it is. Unless you want to work another 10 years to, you know, ride through whatever. I and mean, maybe that's
0: what the plan winds up having to be, but that's the point of finding out because you right. just don't know. And again, it's all the, it's all the nuance of the individual products, but then it's how they do this together, yes. how they merge, you know, and that's, That's the disconnect for many DIYers is because they don't really have the true, um, you know, I guess, uh, aspect of stepping back and have watched this for however many years. Right, You've been doing this a long time, so you've seen a lot of stuff.
1: When I help clients retire every day, right? I mean, that's what I do. So I see it all the time. I, I I, can recognize looking at a picture really quickly. This is some probabilities and problems you might have. Here's how we can fix some things and some strategies, right?
0: Some potential roadblock. You, 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 you going into
1: it, you are you don't know. I mean, this is what yeah. you got. And you're just running some simple ideas. You're looking up online and talking to friends and saying, oh yeah, this I think will work. Yeah. But there's, there's a lot of ways you can tweak this or that. And as you start changing one of those, Options, it changes the other. It changes
0: the other. In
1: my class, I've got this. I think it's an anagram. They call it. I always draw where there's the three circles, right? Income, assets, and taxes, and there's this court where there's intersection of all three of them. As you change one, it's going to change the other, and it changes the other. You know, and there's ways to manipulate and structure those that get the best strategy for everyone. So I I always joke it's kind of like a thumbprint. All of them look really similar. They've got the same components. Right. But there's one that's unique for you. Yeah. You know, so maybe point. for you, it's delaying social security till 70 makes the most sense, but maybe for your neighbor, it doesn't based yeah. on their scenario, but you can't, you can't go to your neighbor and say, oh, I didn't, I filed it as soon as I could. Well, maybe yeah. that was right for them, but maybe, you know, they've got health concerns and they don't think they're going to live long enough, yep. you know, but you are married and you got a surviving spouse you might have to be concerned with. So there's a different scenario you got to look at yeah. in your situation. You can't like look at, plan.
0: yeah,
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's very unique to everyone. So.
0: Yeah, I like that because, you know, as I, I say a lot of times, that, you know, we have all these universal things that affect us all. We all have, you know, fingerprints, but then when you start yep. to really look at them, they get a little bit more unique. So that's a good way of looking at it. Kind of goes all the way back to the first one, paint off the house. Yes or no, right? I mean, it's fine for your neighbor, but it may not be fine for you or whatever the right. case is. So it's all going to break down into that. So, you know, the, the, the DIY approach, certainly nothing wrong with it, but I think many DIYers, at least a lot of the ones I talk to. When we get past 50 or definitely 55, we start going, eh, there's maybe more of this than I realized. And then the other component is there's maybe more time involved in this than I want to spend on it. Right. I'd rather just be retired.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's the other side of it is in retirement, what do you want to be doing? Do you, Are you want one that wants to be watching the accounts all the time? And, you know, your your spouse is probably not going to like that because you're Probably been pretty grumpy this year because the markets True. have been down. You're thinking, oh man, this is, I don't know if we're going to be able to, to make it. I think I might have to go back and get a job. You know, they've been
0: waiting to spend time with each other. You're, you're, right. You're, you know, yeah. or do you want to have a professional handle that,
1: have a plan in place, you know, can walk you through some of that, bounce some ideas off and say, look, we've been through this before. This is how it works. Yep. This is how we're structured to handle it. So,
0: yeah. If you, if you need to have the hands on approach thing, uh, you know, go outside and work on the yard versus, necessary, right. you know, versus have some hobbies, home. do some. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, I mean, if, if
1: you like investing, I, nothing wrong Go with it. have an right. investment account, you know, it's a yeah. smaller account. Don't, don't take your retirement portfolio that's supposed to get you all the way through retirement yeah. and invest that because well, I, one wrong move and having yeah. things structured the wrong way, or even for your spouse. Right. And I run into this all the time. Maybe one of the, the the spouses is really into that. They love it. You know, they're doing it. The other spouse is like, Hey, I have nothing to do. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. You know, so what happens when you die? What happens if you get hit by a truck tomorrow?
0: Yeah. Or you train wreck it, right? Right. Uh, You know what? (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, Yeah. I mean, you know, that's our top 10. It kind of all comes down to all of these things. You know, do you need to necessarily pick a side? You know, is it one way or the other? There's a lot of, you know, we talked, joked earlier about uh, an investment uh, or a, um, a personality that talks, you know, all annuities are bad or, you know, or whatever the case is, but it's not really black and white, just picking a side. It's really more about how is it going to work for you and the uniqueness of your situation, the uniqueness, if I can get that word out, Uh, you know, so it's all these little variables in there. So that's our top 10. Hopefully you dug that. You learned some useful information as always, make sure you reach out to Phil or a qualified professional before you take any action. Again, Phil's a CPA and a personal financial specialist with many years of experience. So uh, knows a little bit about what he's talking about. So you can find them online at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Uh, you can reach out to them by phone or email or you know, go to the website. You can subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, YouTube, whatever you'd like. Certainly appreciate it. If you enjoy the message, share that with others who might benefit as well. All right. We'll catch you a little later here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management.